welcome to the final episode of This Is Ozag in Conversation. I'm still your host, Nicole McDonald, and I want to thank you for sticking with us to the end. As we wrap up, Kel gets the chance to ask TK some questions about the kind of lives his pigs lead and whether consumers could try to drive the demand for pork produced in different farm conditions. We touch on the use of video footage obtained by animal activists, and Tegan and TK both express the need for farmers to be increasingly transparent about their practices, as well as engaged with consumers and people who are passionate about animal welfare. Here we go. One more question, just because we're here. Yeah. And just because we've been it, but it's probably not a very good one to close on. I should have asked this earlier, but... But TK, you said, um, do you do, do you not feel that the animals like want to see the light of day and to wallow in a, in the mud and to to build a nest in the hay, or do you think that it they're just they're born into what they know and that and that that makes them okay and happy? Um, I guess uh, I, I'll answer it two ways. One is yeah. I guess there is an element of, of that's what they that's what the housing I have for them. But what I would say to the side of that is I have I have had outdoor pigs before in the past, and we couldn't make it work financially. And and in the end, the shelters we built for them, they lived in them. They didn't actually choose to go out. They'd go out because we left the water and feed out there. But as soon as we brought it even closer to the shelter, they did even less time outside. So I guess I didn't. From the experience, I didn't have, I don't have the same connection that they just want to be running free because they've always come back to the, the shelter where I can keep control of the temperature better. And I guess I'm not the only one. Everyone who's tried to do the outdoors, sorry, that's not fair to say, not everyone. Majority of people I know that have tried to get into that market have failed financially. So I only know of a couple that are left. Um, would that be because, um, like, if people wanted to, if people were paying for that more, like if they paid more for a, for a free-range outdoor pig, would that make it more viable financially? Or do you think because you, the product is so cheap and you've got to get it out there at a certain price, that's why you've kind of got to do the intensive stuff? Or it just doesn't that, that, work? Yeah, that's part of it. There's um, <laughs> At the end of the day, I guess the part of the, the whole animal cure, uh, cruelty side of it, I just didn't feel comfy with them outside. You, you could see them sunburnt. Um, yeah. You could see them under stress with the heat and things like that. Yeah. So it was actually a conscious, I would say, not only financial, but there's also that whole, I actually don't feel comfy calling this pig farming because I actually don't like how the animals are being treated, which is, would come across so bizarre for people to think that that's what intensive farm would say. But yeah. that's what you view because I've seen what how content mine are, and I and I've seen videos where people come in after hours and and get awful footage from farms. Yeah, but it's it's like if I came into your house after hours and shone a torch <laughs> in your lot in your eyes. How do how do you reckon you're going to jump out of bed? Um, I reckon you'll you'll come out pretty loud. And I, and I guess if you were to walk through my farm on any given day, they are extremely relaxed, extremely... Ha- I've had people... I've had reporters on farm that look around and they go, I didn't realise they'd be so quiet and so relaxed. And I said, well, of course they're going to be. They, I want them to be content. Um, yeah. Wow. And, and, I, and I, I can even get... 
Nicole to send you a, a video of a farm that was raided. I know it got raided and then that farmer said, I just struggle with this. I'm going to do a video of what it's really like on my farm when the pigs expect you to be there, not when they're meant to be sleeping. Um, and it's chalk <laughs> and cheese. It honestly is. Um, wow. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a yeah. tough one. Yeah, that's very a very good point. Yeah. Yeah, very and, interesting. Yeah, I was lucky enough to visit TK's pig farm not re just recently, actually. And um, those pigs are very happy and content. And they do have wow. access to sunlight. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, um, I think it's just a perception thing that we like. Well, I imagine some people just imagine these horrible nightmare situations, but it's, it's not bad at all. Otherwise, TK wouldn't want to go to work every day. And he loves what he does. Yeah. So it's, wow. you know, it's yeah, it's, I think um, we're better off letting people in so they can see what it's really like other than imagining yep. some horror story. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you Sorry. ask me what I'd, how I'd love to see the conversation in 10 years' time or 20 years' yeah. time and hopefully, well, one day my kids might be running my farm, I'd love to yeah. think that we're that comfy and, and the consumer wants to know that we're, we've got cameras in our sheds that are live streaming. Like, why can't the consumer, when they buy their fresh pork chop off the rack at supermarket, scan it, and that goes, oh, that's come from TK's farm. This is a video in there right now of what, what the, the shed that pig came from. Um, and why can't that maybe be... Not the shot of, maybe, maybe not Sorry? the shot of their, uh, of their death. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, and that's all fine. I respect that. I, if, you want, if you want to talk about it, I think we slaughter our pigs. Where, oh, sorry. I know where I slaughter my pigs. I'm very comfy with the process that's used in terms of they get put to, they get through a gas chamber that makes them go to sleep, and then when they come out, then they get their throats cut. Um, but I'm comfy that pigs have to be killed to, for me to eat them. So, but in terms of the way, yeah. it's a lot better than the way we used to do it when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, I am comfy to eat meat. The um. Yeah. I saw some footage of this um this fellow that he talked about how he used to work at the abattoir and they and they'd send the, the pigs down into the gas chambers and the pigs would were gasping for air, which of course obviously it's not there's a little bit of painfulness in any death. Um and they're gasping yeah. for air and they'd rip their hoofs off, um, trying to get out of there. And um that's something that's stuck in my mind. Maybe <laughs> you've done so well at easing my mind so far. <laughs> Um, what? I, I, and then some people say they get boiled alive and shit like that. Maybe just your pigs don't, but maybe maybe there's just this mis misinformation and other pig and then other farms aren't handling their animals as well. Yeah, and then well, that's always going to be a perception um, that I might get killed at an export abattoir. So obviously it has aquas involved, other third party, you know, auditing going on. So. I choose to pick where I think is the best kill. Um, and with with scales of economics and that, there isn't actually a lot of small abattoirs left. So I think the changes over the last 10 years and the changes over the next 10, there will be none of those smaller back, not back, it's smaller abattoir guys because they just won't be around. And, and standards will lift because of those reasons. Um, mm. In terms of, I've walked through the abs many times. I've never seen 
an animal, what you've described, I've never seen that happen. And how I, you know, Teague was talking earlier about live exports when you go, and I just, I, I relate it back to a, there's always going to be rogue people out there. And, I, and I, I'm sure that at some point this year, you could easily email me and say, look what happened in someone's piggery. I've got no doubt. Yeah. But all I say back is, I know that on my highway in front of my house, someone's going to drink, drive and kill someone at some point in the next 12 months. Um, and he's a rogue person that needs to go to prison and be dealt with. Um, and I would say the same to anyone that breaches animal welfare. I, I've got no time for it. And anyone that does breach it, and I, because of my involvement at state and national levels, I yeah. have been very strong in penalising people. And I'm not going to say names, but I know on Friday someone got arrested in, in a state in Australia and I was all I pushed for it to happen. Because of their the cruelty? Uh, they were doing, they were, it was more biosecurity. Um, and that, yep. um, you know, animal welfare, bi- at the end of the day, biosecurity affects animal welfare. Because if we're going yep. to, um, you know, make animals sick, um, that's a welfare issue. Mm. Yeah, I yep. think that's really important. I thought you said sit for a minute there and animals sit because my pig sits and twirls. <laughs> no, no, no they, they all sit. There's no issue there at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really important uh, point that you raise, TK. Is that like, tell if you hear reports of animals being boiled alive, let us know because uh, we would never let that happen. And that's really important wow. for producers to control that. You know, we, you know, we're people. We love our animals, and we don't want them subject to. Um, to cruelty, it's just common sense, you know. We've got high standards for that sort of thing. Thank you very much. Awesome. Cool. Well, we might wrap it up there then, guys. And I just want to thank all of you for having this sort of conversation today. I just think I, until I started working in ag, I never got the opportunity to have these sorts of conversations with farmers. And so I, I was the kind of person that always kind of thought the worst or just made assumptions about things. So I think these sorts of conversations are are really good. Thank you so much, Nicole. What a great idea yeah. to bring us all together yeah. and oh, yeah, and thank really you. Thank yeah, absolutely. And thank you. And like you said, we're going to agree to disagree on some things. Everyone gets to have mm-hmm. their choice on how they live their life and what they want to do in terms of, I guess, you know, managing what they want to to get out of life. And that includes choosing not to eat meat and that includes, you know, farming. So I think there's room for, for everything. And I think if we just keep trying to get better, I think that's the, that's the one takeaway I'm getting from this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I really yeah, enjoyed it. Thanks so much. And that's a wrap on This Is Ozag In Conversation, our first podcast series. We think we need to be having more conversations like this. People don't know what they don't know. And the way to understand what ag does, why we make the decisions we do, and how we're changing to keep improving is to get to know us. We've got a lot to learn too from our fellow Aussies who may not have had the opportunity to access first-hand knowledge about their food and fibre. We can see some of you are just as passionate as us about ensuring animal welfare and the environment is managed sustainably. 
and we want to work with you to achieve great outcomes. It might surprise you to learn the diversity of opinions we have across the industry in challenging each other to do better and to be more sustainable. In working to find the best science-based practices, Aussie Ag is ensuring that we are part of the solution on issues like climate change and water security. And to the people who don't give their food and fibre a second thought, we want you to get excited about what we're doing to keep you going about your busy days. When we say this is Ozag, this is us, the us means all Australians, including you. So please drop us a line and let us know what are some of the questions and thoughts you have about Australian agriculture. Let's keep coming together and having these conversations about something we all have a stake in, making sure Australians keep growing the food and fibre we need now and into the future. Thanks for listening.